Let's go. Disappointed with the two goals we conceded. It's poor from our point of view. You know, we go goal down. It's poor from us. You know, we should defend the set play a lot better. Going out and conceding so early in the second half, and the manner of it, it's bitterly disappointing. And I thought we showed a real mature professional performance. I thought we controlled it. The players have given me everything I've asked for, and they've carried the game plan out really well. We got what we deserved. The Goal Radio Football Show with Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, and Rob McLean. Have your say. Call 08 08 17 17 700. Let's go! You know the story, Rangers take the points and all the plaudits at the weekend, a 2-0 win at Celtic and it was comfortable. A Conor Goldson double sends half of the city in the west of Scotland into ecstasy. The other half is asking tonight, what's gone wrong with the champions? Go Radio Football Show, well we have the answer in the next two hours, we're going to give it a really good shot. What do you think? 08, 08 17, 17, 700 and who else would you want on the programme but Rob McLean, Cy Ferry and the Rangers legend, Barry Ferguson Barry, how are you feeling? Yeah, it was a a, a good weekend. Obviously, my, my own team won. Um, I, I actually missed the the old firm game. I watched it when I come back in the house, and I've got to agree with what Stephen Gerrard said there. I thought it I thought it was I'm a just real. Ask, how many times did you watch it? Twice, I did. <laughs> yeah. um, I enjoyed it. It was a good watch, but I, I, I've got to be honest. I thought it was a real controlled performance by Rangers. Um, they, and they thoroughly deserved it I thought there was some individual performances which uh, were excellent I thought Glenn Kamara was was different class but listen old firm game it's always difficult to, to get that one but I think Rangers did easily deserve it we're going to get the thoughts of Barry for the next two hours call him now 08 08 17 17 700 Cy Ferry what did you make of it across the city they're not happy before that, I need to say that I came in here fully expecting to go through the Celtic Rangers game with Barry Ferguson, Rob McLean, yourself. And instead, what I got was Barry Ferguson telling us about the moisturising we were so. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you want some, I'm in definitely you? Want some. What is it called? I don't know the name. I'll, I'll, um, I'll send you a picture. He's 42 and he looks 22. It's incredible. <laughs> Who'd have thought Barry Ferguson with the moisturiser on that? Eh? Well, you must moisturise yourself. No, my face, look at it. It's like a, <laughs> a, bit, uh, it's like a bit of Harold Wall in my face, look. Um, but no, Celtic, uh, as soon as the, the teams came through, Paul, it was no surprise to me the way the game planned mm, it. Yeah. Uh, you were saying, you know, does fans make it? Um, a, difference. a difference wouldn't it have made a difference without fans I was saying that in the office if you'd had 100,000 fans there I don't think Celtic would have scored uh, I just thought you know it's the same old Celtic we've seen all year but even worse you know I said on Friday that for Celtic to get any out of this game they'd have to lift their performance for me it went the other way very disappointing you know I thought in the, the, the team selection and in then the individual performances all over the pitch uh, and Rangers just looked at a better team than Celtic Rob, we're mentioning age there. Celtic fans aged over the weekend. What has gone wrong? Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to getting some calls. We had some, we had some great calls, didn't we, Thursday, Friday, looking forward to the game. Uh, and hopefully we're going to get some great calls in the in the course of the next couple of hours because there are lots of questions to be answered from a Celtic point of view, no doubt about it. Afterwards, we spoke to both managers. First up, obviously, delighted and calm and collected as well, Stephen Gerrard three points that's what we come for that's what we wanted to take away from here and I thought we showed a real mature professional performance I thought we controlled it for the majority um, they had one or two moments but I don't think Alan's had much to do over the course of a 90 minutes he's had a relatively quiet afternoon scored two goals could have scored maybe one or two more so the players have given me everything I've asked for and they've carried the game plan out really well we can still be better in certain parts but it was a real mature performance and we got what we deserved Barry said he wanted his players to be humble afterwards uh, a long way to go but they were so in control Yep, I, I like the vibes that's coming out of the Rangers dressing room um, you've got to be humble listen at the end of the day it's only three points 
We're only 11 games into the season Fantastic performance As I said I thought they controlled the game After the first goal went in um, Rangers uh, Were the, the, the top team But If you listen to the manager And you listen to the players After the game They know it's only three points I think this is the difference mm. In this Rangers team this year I think the mindset you seen after the, the old firm game at, at New Year mm-hmm. um, Everybody celebrating Look You celebrate in the dressing room But when you come out And you speak to people you realise it's only three points at the end of the day. There's still a long way to go, but Rangers are certainly in the right road. I think the manager and the team have matured, haven't they? As you say, that game they won last year, the way they celebrated, you know, I thought that was a wee bit over the top and it came back to bite them. Mm-hmm. I think playing-wise as well, you know, I thought they were uh, a lot more mature on, on Saturday. They, they, cru- they cruised the game. Yeah. It's one of the very first old firm games. Even last year when Fraser Forster was keeping the shot too, I still always fancied Celtic to maybe nick it. Mm-hmm. You know, there was always that possibility. But on Saturday... It just looked like Rangers were in complete cruise control. Rangers are in a great place right now. They've not changed anything for the start of the season. You know they're playing the exact way every every week. And Celtic, on the other hand, are still searching for for one the right formation, two the right the right the right personnel, um, and and how they're going about the tactics. You know they look like they're in um, they're all over the place just now. Uh, and Rangers look for me both in terms of staff and playing wise ahead of Celtic just now. I've got to agree with Sai. I thought Rangers were well coached. You could see yeah. they were well drilled in the game. They had a game plan. Going there, they leave the three centre backs on the ball as long as possible. Then they would go and close them down. So I think there's been a lot of work went on the training ground. I know there's been a lot away in international duty, but I think that Thursday and Friday, they've sat down, they've had a long meeting about it, and they looked a team full of confidence. Rangers, there's no doubt they have grown um, the last couple of years under the manager. Um, but I'll, I'll keep repeating it it's still early doors and, and he's growing as well isn't he Stephen Gerrard he's maturing with the team and he's learning from from mistakes he's made going going into the past well, as well he celebrated more as much as anyone uh, in New Year yeah well exactly yeah. we remember his face in the yeah. camera don't we yeah. the, the, the delight the, the celebration and it all went horribly wrong he knows that he remembers that and I think when you see those quotes and hear those quotes afterwards about let's stay humble mm-hmm. you can understand absolutely where he's coming from because we have to remember there were lots of key players not playing for Celtic that's not the whole story of course it's not about what happened on Saturday but Forrest Christie Edouard would have made a difference and one of Beton and El Hamed and Julian had they been fully fit and sharp would have played at the back as well that, that's that's four positions in the team yeah, there's no doubt in that team sheet comes in and you're looking at some of the players that Celtic were missing it's going to give you a boost but you've you've got to beat what's in front of you it's still an old firm game if you look at that Celtic team there's still good quality players in that team um, I'm not buying into the fact that people saying it's Celtic reserves yeah they're missing important players but that happens in, in football I'm not saying it's the whole story but I'm saying it's a factor it's definitely a factor you, yeah, can, you, you that's, that's not the strongest Celtic team I mean if that team sheet comes in and Edward's not in it James Forrest is not in it Lee Griffiths is still on the bench yeah you're, I'm going to go round about the players and fire them up again and it'll give you a certain lift but you still look at the money that's been spent in some of these players mm. and Celtic. just Steve Jair said that he, he mentioned the, the price of tag on some of the Celtic players Clamalla for example I think he did that on purpose afterwards yeah the, he, he did but I, I'm not buying into that, that Celtic weren't still a good team they've still got a lot of good players Paul yeah. there's no doubt about it yet they're not full strength I get that but it's the old saying you've got to beat what's in front of you it's an old yeah. firm game so you're talking of maturity as well you know you see how mature Rangers are now when they went one up I think years before they would have went and tried to score a second mm-hmm. 
They were so mature in the performance. The game plan never changed. There was no let's go and press Welsh because he's a young kid. They set out a game plan at the start of the game to let Celtic cover the ball. That never changed, even after the first goal. From the first minute to the 90th, even after the second, I thought, if Rangers wanted to hear, they could go and press Celtic and maybe get three or four. But they weren't. And that, again, shows that maturity in their game plan, both in terms of the staff and the players. I think it's respectful as well to Celtic. Yeah. He's still wary They've got players That can damage you yeah. um, It could I think Si makes a great point there You could go on When you go 2 nothing up There was an opportunity To maybe go and get A third or a fourth But The manager's been Realistic and Keep Respecting yeah. What he's up against still But the players will, at yeah. Lenny Hunt I need to say I was shocked at the The way they set up With the 3-5-2 We're going to come to that yeah. side. Will we take the first of the callers yeah, of course. Glasgow Exchange is going crazy If there still is a Glasgow Exchange At 08, 08 <laughs> 17 17 700 First up is Greg is on the line A Rangers fan Greg good evening How you doing mate You alright uh, Good thanks you yeah, I'm very good, thanks, mate. How's the boys? These both good. Greg, you've been on before. I recognise that yeah. voice. Yep. Yeah, mate, I messaged you last week after I was on talking to you boys anyway, and Barry before, and I was talking about Jordan Jones actually. So yeah, what a man. So what do you? Obviously, a big weekend for you, a great weekend for you. So what would you say tonight? Yeah, I agree with what the boys are saying. I think mentally, Rangers were on the game from the first whistle. They, they had their game plan, they stuck to it and they didn't move from it. The main thing I thought of watching that game and watching Celtic games this season, like we have to do because uh, that's who we're chasing, to be fair. But I think at the minute that what they're doing is, what they're going to do, they need to start rebuilding this team without Scott Brown in it. If you ever look back at the day, look at Gerard when he was at Liverpool. He, got, he started to get taken out because he was slowing the game down for Liverpool for where Liverpool wanted to go. I watched Scott Brown again on Saturday and again, I thought he was a passenger. To me, Scott Brown in front of 60,000 Celtic fans feeds off of it. Everyone telling him he's exceptional, he's exceptional. And then he loves being the villain when he's at Ibrox where every fan in the stadium hating him. But you see you take them fans away from him and I've watched him every game so far. He is just a totally different football player, in my opinion. I think, do you start having to do it now and start getting McGregor in that position, start to mould him into the new Scott Brown to take them to the next level? Because if I think they continue with Scott Brown in the position he's in, or the form he's in, the way he's playing and the way Rangers are playing this could be I don't want to get ahead of myself but Rangers could get to get a good few points ahead of the boys at Celtic here Sorry. Yeah on Scott Brown you know I think um, it's hard to criticise any individual in Celtic team because I thought the full team were poor you know I, I don't think they set up properly but then after that you know, I hear what you're saying about slowing, slowing the game down, but the part of Scott Brown's game for me that's his main part is, is the tackling and getting in people's faces. And, and I think up to, especially Saturday, it's the quietest I've seen him in a, in a Celtic Rangers game. You know, I, I can't remember many tackles that he made to, to stop Rangers. Uh, but then again, you're looking at Scott Brown at 35. I'm looking for Murphy guys like Olivier and Cham. I said on yeah. Friday, my worry about him playing was, can he do the dirty side of the game? And for me, no. You look at a guy that's been bought for 4.5 million for Man City, and a guy in Glen Kamara who's been bought for 50 grand for Dundee, and you mm-hmm. would think it was the opposite way around. Yeah. You know, so, okay, I get what you're saying with Scott Brown, but, you know, there's guys who are younger, fitter, that need to do more. You know, Scott Brown's yeah. been a great servant to Celtic. Guys like Cham, they need to start stepping up. El Yanusi, another one. It's got to be a worry for Neil Lennon. I mean, it's going to cost a hell of a lot of money to replace him. People keep saying about Callum McGregor. I prefer Callum McGregor further forward, if I'm being honest with you. I think you take a lot away from his game. If he plays in that holding midfield and, uh, midfielder role, so if Celtic are going to get somebody, they need to go out and spend big money because there's nobody really about that I can think of up here. I don't think there's anybody coming through at Celtic that can go into that position. Um, so they rely heavily on Scott Brown, and Scott Brown doesn't play. And as I says, his game's about getting in people's faces. His 
games about getting people motivated. I didn't really see that on Saturday. I think that formation, you know, when he's in that that sitting role, he's, we said it off air, he's easily marked. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it takes for when you see Rangers playing that with Davis, he doesn't just stand in the middle of the pitch. You know, if a fullback goes high, Davis is over to one side, mm-hmm. Jack's higher up the pitch. It just seems for me with Celtic in the midfield, especially, they're so static. Brown plays in the middle, McGregor plays to the left, and then Champ plays to the right. If that's not working, you need to move to get on the you ball. You need to mix it up a Yeah, bit. I didn't see that face. There's no rotations of if Brown's easily marked to run somebody on for Enchamp to drop in to get on the ball. It just seems like they've put 11 guys out there and they're hoping that they're going to go and produce something. Greg makes some really good points there. Yeah. Um, did, did Celtic miss the crowd? Did, did the, the lack of atmosphere, uh, the lack of noise for Celtic, do you think that made a, a big difference? You know, Scott Brown's probably worst affected in terms of a, a silent old firm match. I get that against other teams, Rob. But if these guys need a crowd to go and beat Rangers to get ten in a row, then I'd be very worried. You've got to self motivate yourself. Listen, it is yeah. difficult. I get it. I take my, my hat off to these guys playing in these big stadiums that are empty. But you're not an old firm derby. Mm. You're playing against your rivals, mm-hmm. your enemy. You've got to self motivate yourself to get up for these games. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have been able to survive without cred I'm just saying was that a factor do you think that might have been a factor in a pretty insipid Celtic performance I think you're right Rob because I think the way Celtic are playing just now I don't know, I think 60,000 at Celtic Park would accept it you know there'd be a lot of groans they'd be wanting the ball quicker a lo- uh, sorry the ball forward a lot quicker mm-hmm. you know I think back to when Celtic were playing their best football under Neil Lennon we spoke about it off air again it, it was direct football yeah. it was aggressive football so that, what's happened the crowd feed off that yeah. you know I just think when there's no crowd there it is acceptable just to pass the ball around the back you know, you've got one guy at the, shout, at the side, Neil Lennon, shouting to play forward. But even on on Saturday, didn't look like the same Neil Lennon to me. 70 yeah. minutes, I'm watching the back three pass the ball amongst each other and, and Lenny's sitting down. You know, he looks, as I've said before, he looks he, frustrated. He hates that football. Yeah, he I wants agree. the ball forward. But when he, you look at the team and you've got Clamalla and El Yunusi, it is hard to get the ball forward quick when you've got the two up front. For me, they're, they're nowhere near a partnership and I think that's what end, why you end up passing the ball in the back and another thing I mentioned to Sai everybody's going on about Christie's and Edwards and Lee Griffiths and um, Ayeti obviously on the bench James Forrest is a massive miss yeah. for Celtic mm. I don't that, care what anybody says he, he gets criticism at times can you he's, understand why he's criticised no I, I, I don't get it at all crazy I don't get it at yeah. all but he's, now he's, he's appreciated Paul well, he's now, not there uh, isn't yeah, he yeah. Wouldn't be. Yeah. Greg you're a Rangers fan what about your team we're just talking about the way the manager is and they were calm he said they would be humble afterwards it was really controlled they could have gone for more goals but they didn't did that please you that they saw the game out well they more than saw it it was 2-0 Greg I think he's gone. He's been celebrating. And he's, uh, yeah. The celebrations continue for him. But there was a maturity there, wasn't it? It's just so different. Yeah, I, I watched it closely to see what the reaction was going to be from the manager and the yeah. players, and it was bang on. Yeah. They've got to be respectful. Listen, Celtic are still, still champions. Rangers have went to their ground and, and overran them. Um, but at the end of the day, I'll keep going back to it. It's only three points. There's a long, long way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so the vibes that are coming out are the right vibes from Rangers. Was, no, no, I think you yeah. can, sorry, Rob, when yeah. you go. I was just going to say it was a tactical triumph, yeah. wasn't it? Everything that yeah. he planned out on the drawing board came to fruition. And that's what I was just yeah. about to say. You can be mature and confident when you've worked on things, mm-hmm. and you could see that Rangers had worked on more than Celtic. You know, people say to me, "Oh, Scott Arfield makes great." They're not just runs for the sake of running. They're runs that have been worked on from Monday to Friday. When Scott Arfield runs forward, Ayer goes well, it leaves the space for Morelos or Kent to drop in. And that's why, for me, Rangers going into these big games in Europe and, and against Celtic, that's why they're confident and, and they're mature now because they've got a game plan. 
And they're good at it They work on it every single day Whereas Celtic on the other side For me as I've said They look like the 11 guys that had been flung together the day before the game now Neil Lennon did say that's that was the case and you could tell the difference in the two teams and that goes a long way having, a, having an identity as a team Barry you, you, when you go into a game and you know what you're going to do when the ball's on this side of the pitch I need to be here when the ball goes there I'm moving here it makes a massive difference going into a big Rangers game. have not changed the past two yeah. and a half years since the manager's come in he's stuck to his principles he's stuck to the way he wants to play he's added as he's went along the last couple of years to get the players to come into that position and you, the positions that he wants guys in it and you can see the difference in them they're starting now to motor a wee bit um, they're starting to play the, the attacking football but the biggest thing that jumped out at me in the game not just that Rangers did control the game it's their work rate off the ball I thought at times when they lost the ball your Kents even Morelos at stages even Barker that 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 what rate to get back into their shape was was unbelievable. But they, they also looked really comfortable in that system, didn't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been worked on, Rob. There's no doubt. There's been a lot of time spent in the training ground. I know um, they've been away in international break, but even before that, you can see this season when Rangers have played, they're a team that's been coached and been coached every single day in a, a shape to play in. Yeah. And I go back to what they're saying Scott Arfield You know he makes his runs Because that's the type of player he is I look at Celtic And you've got Patrick Clamalla up front I said on Friday If Clamalla's playing Celtic need to need to put the ball in the channels They need to go direct They need to go long Get Hollander turned With Clamalla chasing it Instead what happens is Celtic play on Saturday In front of Rangers Trying to pass balls Into Patrick Clamalla's feet That's not his game him and the LUC end up losing the ball. Rangers on the counter get a free kick and score their first goal. It, it baffled me that not once did Celtic get the ball at their feet and turn Rangers in the channel. Something a bit different, get them thinking. I even thought I'd be going 4-5-1, letting Rangers have possession of the ball, trying to catch them on the counter-attack. And that would be my worry, and I think it's a lot of Celtic fans' worry, is that Rangers have played the exact same way in the last three games and dominated it, and, and Celtic haven't changed it. All right, the calls are coming in. Will we speak to Michael, a Celtic fan, who wants to ask you and Barry and Rob about it? That's coming up next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Getting darker, but we're on every night, 5 till 7, Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson, and Rob McLean tonight with me, Paul Cooney. And there's so much on the go tonight. After the weekend, when it finished up, Celtic nil, Rangers two. Connor Golson double. Didn't see that one coming though. Connor Golson. No, it was a a surprise. Um, but listen, you, you take the goals for anywhere. The, the most important thing in an old firm game is getting the three points. Paul. Michael is on the line now. A Celtic fan. Michael, good evening. Guys, how's it going? Hi, uh, Michael. Hi, Michael. Yeah, we're fine. Thanks. How are you? Ah, uh, devastated. Yeah. <laughs> is it any easier today? <laughs> No, no, really. No. Um, I'm not. I'm not hungover today, so that's a wee bit better. But uh, <laughs> it's still, it's it's all settled in. Um, just kind of, I kind of get my head around how poor it was. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I wasn't. It just cannot believe it at all. Um, I think um, Sai called it kind of last week. As soon as the teams were out in Rangers, seeing that there was no Griffiths, Edward, or a Yeti, they must have just got a, a massive boost for it. Um, but even then, even with the team that's poor, there's just there's just no fight at all. So, so I'm just really, really surprised by it. To be honest. Say and no fight he's saying no and, and one thing you would expect for a Neil Lennon team would be fight having known him for years you know yeah. I, I see quite a lot of criticism from him on Twitter uh, now tactics and all that's fine but Neil Lennon can't go and play the game for 11 guys out on the pitch you need to have a personal pride mm. and see if the, all these rumours that some players don't like him and maybe doesn't get on with certain players you're playing for 10 in a row for Celtic you're playing with a chance to be heroes you know other than the Lisbon Lions you'll go down as the biggest legends the club have had if you can manage to get 10 Put any personal grievances or anything aside and go out there and give it your all. I, I mean, I think most Celtic fans will say if you go out and lose the game, 
well, at least one better fight they can accept mm-hmm. that but looking at it I mean it's like it's like a stroll in the party even at 2 didn't there was no emphasis to go and score a goal it was just quite happy to get through the game and and these guys need to give more you know it's already criticising Neil Lennon but the players go out on the pitch and it's them that's so got to do you think uh, remember he criticised senior players uh, who maybe wanted away or other clubs wanted remember after the yeah. Champions League exit do you think those players resent the way the manager I think in, in the modern day, Paul, you can't say anything to players now. So I think as soon as you come out and criticise anyone, they kind of go the other way. Which is, I'm, which is why I'm so surprised that guys like David Turnbull will sit on the bench, and Neil Lennon signing, who wants to be at Celtic, wants to do well in his career for Celtic. I thought he was a bit a no-brainer to start. Another, another crucial relationship for Neil Lennon is with the fans. Um, is he on a short fuse, Michael? Do you think, in terms of uh, lots of fans um, and whether they might be looking to him? Uh, uh, I, th- I think I think they're worried, obviously. But I mean, I, st- I still think he deserves a chance to turn it round. Um, I've still got faith in him. Um, I think oh, I think side spotting as well. But I think there is players that maybe don't want to be there. Um, or they're not showing it there. Um, Cham in particular for me. Um, you know, everybody says he's one of the best midfielders in Scotland on his day, but when is he on his day? When does he turn up? When does he actually show that he wants to be there? Mm-hmm. Whereas if Turnbull was there, um, it would have fought for absolutely every ball and then maybe it would probably could, would have created something for us as well. So, no, I would still give Lennon a chance. Um, but with the kind of fixtures we've got coming up, you know, it needs to change quickly. But, I mean, you know, when you look at it, he's lost the, the you know, if, he, if Neil Lennon is taking ultimate responsibility, he's lost the two big tests that have been put in front of him this season. Ferenc Varos, Champions League, that ended too quickly. Uh, and now the first Old Firm game of the season. Yeah, I, I think some of the criticism he's been getting over the last couple of days has been over the top. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Listen, they never played well. He admitted that in terms of criticising players, they need to grow a set of these players yeah. at times. Yeah. Sometimes you need to be criticised if you're not performing at a high level. You're at a massive club. Uh, and I don't yeah. get it. I mean, after the Champions League game he's come out, that's honesty for me. Yeah. And if these guys can't accept it, well, do you know what? I don't think Neil Lennon will accept it. Um, but I think going forward, look, you still got to be wary of the wounded uh, animal. Yeah. I still think he'll have them in this week and they'll be fired up um, for their game on Thursday night. And they've got a massive test next Sunday up at up well, at Pitodry. Yep. Well, Barry, when, yeah. see when you look at the, the next four mm-hmm. games for Celtic, it's, it's Milan at home on Thursday. It's that Aberdeen game you're talking about yeah. on Sunday at Pitodry. It's Lille away in the Europa in France. And then it's Aberdeen again in the Scottish Cup semi-final. These four games are massive now for Celtic. Yeah, they're, they're four massive games. But th- this is where he's paid the big money. This is where he'll, he'll go and have to make decisions. He will have some of the players that were, were out. Obviously, due to the, the coronavirus thing, there'll be, I would imagine, Lee Griffiths and Ayeti will be even that bit fitter. So he'll have the big players that were missing back for the for selection. So it's four games, the games you mentioned. They're the games you want to play in. Yeah. If you want to be at a big club, these are the games you have got to go and perform in. And Celtic have got to perform. They're going for, as I said a couple of minutes ago, these guys could be legends, but... I was just shocked after the first goal went in. They just fell away. Mm-hmm. Celtic, there was no like bite about them. The Rangers just took control of the game. Nothing on target. Elanusi over the bar. No. And then Griffiths late on. But yeah, no I was surprised. Certainly with, old, yeah, certainly with an old firm derby, you're expecting a reaction. Now, yeah. you can, we can all go on about the, the fans. Look, there's no doubt the Celtic fans would have roared them on, right? But again, I'll keep going back to you. You've got to find that something inside you. When you go a goal down, you need a reaction straight away. I never seen that reaction from Celtic after that. Say si, you didn't see it. No, it's not like you're playing for a, as I say, it's yeah. not like you're playing for a top six finish or you're playing to stay in the, You're playing to win ten in a row. 
The biggest prize in Scottish football for the, how many number of years? These guys, I, mean, I totally agree with Barry. These guys need to need to do more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very easy now to hang and uh, hide behind managers and tactics. That's all you hear for players now is all oh, the tactics. When go out and get the better of your direct opposition. See mm-hmm. if you eight years go out and do that, you win the game. Michael, what difference will it make then when the players come back? And it must have been uh, galling for you that Ryan Christie couldn't play and Kieran Tierney could play a couple of hours later for Arsenal. I, I, I didn't get that at all, to be honest. I really didn't get that. But again, there's nothing we could do about that. But I think sure. the, the thing that kind of got to me was Griffiths and Ayeti were they maybe put on sooner. I was screaming for them to go on at half time so when are they going to be match fit to be on you know as Barry said I I mentioned if I'm in that Rangers dressing room and I see that team sheet coming in now we all know Edward was going to be missing but you're still wary of the fact can Lee Griffiths maybe play a a Yeti is that the next name you're looking for isn't it Griffiths Lee Griffiths no doubt no doubt no doubt in my mind they players in that away dressing room and a Yeti before Klamala yeah but the one Lee Griffiths now Everybody goes on about he's no fit. I watched him two weeks ago for 14 minutes. He came on against St. Johnson and he, he was on a different level. And he's had two weeks of training since that. And that, that's, yep. that's what baffles me. And it's now in these football clubs, it's, we spoke about the day, it's sports scientists, people on programmes, they, they need to play a certain amount of minutes before they can start. You're going for 10 in a row. This stuff needs to go out the window. You know, you play your best team. You've, you've got a chance to go two points ahead of the Rangers with a game in hand, mm. which potentially could be five points. Play your best players. It's a conversation Neil Lennon Paul Lee Griffiths Are you ready to play 60 minutes? Yeah. Yes And okay, this has never go. been done before yeah. You know you were saying a moment ago. He's still a danger in a row. He's still yeah. a danger Paul You've seen yeah. when he came on he, he had the one he, I know he took it too wide Past yeah. Griggsy yeah. But he's still a danger yeah. At half fit yeah. Lee Griffiths yeah. And that was something That hadn't happened Up to that point in the game Exactly Rob So that's why I'm saying Where you come in You do get a You will get a, a boost mm-hmm. We're looking at that team have, but have also I got, you've have got, I got time, to Have I got time to ask Michael a quick question before he of goes? Probably we have a lot of callers yeah. coming yeah. in, Paul, I know that. But uh, Michael, I'm just interested to know what you're thinking about the goalkeeper. Um, Fraser Forster, you would imagine, I would have thought, would have saved that header from Goldson for the goal number one. What did you think? I think my missus would have saved it. No convincing at all. But that's, that's a straight what, answer. That's a straight question. It's <laughs> available. Michael, question then, final one from me. Uh, do you think Celtic will still win the league? I, I, mean, I absolutely. You've got to keep the faith at the end of the day. I think we've got the players we've got, once we're all fully fit, but once they, they go on a good run, whenever that's going to be, but we need to do it quickly because, as I said, the, the games we've got coming up are they're, they're going to be a massive test. I'm not overly first about Europe. The big one for me is the start at Aberdeen on Sunday, so okay. hopefully we start for there. Michael, thanks very much for calling the Go Radio Football Show 0808 17 17 700. We're on socials as well. You can contact us, and uh, there's loads of calls coming in. Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, Rob McLean with me, Paul Cooney. We're here for the next couple of hours. Right, we're going to Camber's Lang now, to Cammy on the line as a Rangers fan. Hi, Cammy, good evening. Hi, guys, how are you doing? Hi, good. How's your how's your weekend? <laughs> how's your hangover? Brilliant. Yeah, it's been brilliant. It's been yeah. really good. Your hangover's been brilliant? I've, I've never uh, had a brilliant hangover, fair play. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I had a good one yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So, Cammy. What do you want to say? Yeah. I think you want to talk about... Uh, I mean, somebody we spoke about at the start of the season, we are talking about Eduardo at Celtic, and at Rangers, we were all talking about Morellas. Would he stay, would he go? Uh, what are you thinking about the Rangers striker? Well, obviously, it was a great performance by Rangers at the weekend and a dominant one, but I just feel as if Morellas is thinking he's a midfielder at times. Well, he's been told to do that, obviously. I don't know, but I think he's dropped in too much and he's not got the engine to possibly do it all game. I'd rather Morellas that was there in the first two seasons where he was just... A poacher, essentially, and scoring more goals. 
I'll be honest with you I thought a part of that was tactically for the manager yeah. for him to drop um, but I, I'm watching the game when I come in on Saturday night I, I need to see my number 9 in the box he, he does far yeah. too much work for me in either flank um, that's where he got all his goals last year he got the, the, the 30 odd goals I, I need to see him more in the box um, but I think in terms of him sitting a bit deeper on Saturday that was clearly um, the manager's tactics and I, I thought the tactics worked perfectly I did to leave the three centre backs on the ball as long as possible they came into a certain area and then they went and closed them down. Um, Does he look more of a more like a team man now, though, who's willing to do whatever his manager asks him? Yeah, you've got it, Rob. I know you have to, but I mean, at times he's looked a bit like a loose cannon, hasn't he? And he's done his own thing. But yep. is he is he becoming a more disciplined player? Yeah, he, he was certainly more disciplined on Saturday. Look, I, I know he had the, the wee flick out of Scott Brown and the. But I mean, in, dis- in discipline, but, in terms, I do, I, but I don't mean so much, you know, well, lashing out. I'm talking people. about tactics. I mean, you can actually see, doing what you can his job see is. Tactically, you had to do a job on Saturday, and I thought he carried the tactics out perfectly. But the only thing for me is when Rangers are moving forward, he's doing more his work outside the box. Yeah. As soon as it goes in the wide area, you've got Kent and you've got Barker who played. You've got Arfield driving forward. Get yourself into the box because listen, if he gets himself into the box, he's got more of a chance of scoring goals for Rangers. I think because he's that all action type player mm-hmm. and because he can't go and press people, and then Rangers midfielders are keeping the ball so well in the middle of the pitch, he's not really getting a touch. I think he then gets frustrated. You know, he's not getting to play his normal game where he likes to go and press. He's not really getting a touch of the ball. And I think that's why he, he ends up dropping deep. But Rangers have got enough players in there that can that can deal with the ball. He needs to be the guy that's as bad as he's in the Sometimes box. Sometimes you've got to sacrifice yourself yep. at times when a manager sets his the way out he wants to play um, against Celtic and that's what he done he, he, he done a great bit of teamwork for me um, that's, just, that's, that's a that's step forward that's, yeah. that's a step it forward is, for him isn't it was it? a disciplined performance yeah, yeah. it was a disciplined performance but when it's going forward I would like to see him get into that box more often Cammy, when Barry arrived uh, this afternoon for the programme, he was raving about somebody we didn't expect, in fact, we didn't think he'd play. What would you want to say about Glenn Kamara? I thought he was outstanding. I actually thought he was one of the match for me. Yeah. Obviously, Ghost has got the two goals, but for me, he was the best player in the park. Um, I mean, look at what we got him for, £50,000. You know what I mean? What a bargain. Amazing. Absolute snap. He goes under the radar for me. Um, every time I watch Rangers... He always has a good game. I've not seen him have a poor game yet. Um, technically very good, but I'd, I've got to agree with Cammy. I thought on Saturday he was outstanding. He was everywhere. He controlled the midfield in there with Devo, which allowed Darfield to get forward. Um, so for £50,000 nowadays, what would you get for fifty yeah. grand now? I've been quite critical of him because I think when Jack plays next to him, mm-hmm. he, he plays too similar to Jack, but I actually think he plays better when Jack doesn't play. I think he's better when he's a sitter on his own. And do you know what I like? And I think top players do. He handles the ball really well in tight situations. But he's a you great know, grounding. He started yes, at Arsenal. Arsenal. And Dun- he went to Dundee with my mate Paul McGowan, who thinks everyone's rubbish. I remember when Kamara said, <laughs> honestly, have you seen Paul McGowan? himself. Well, exactly. What's he like? Terrible. He's not great. And then see when Kamara sang for Dundee straight away, he's like, guys, hi, wait till you see this boy, you can play. Mm-hmm. And I-, I agree with Barry, he was the best player on the pitch for me. What, you know? what struck me about him was just how easily things were coming to him. He just absolutely strolled through the game, yeah. didn't he? But yep. even off the ball, you know, people didn't see this. The amount of times it went to Frimpong, and instead of it being Barisic was it to, to Frimpong, it was Glenn Kamara that was over straight away. You know, he does the dirty side of the game very well as well. Very and I think that's why he does so well in Europe. Yeah, very unselfish as well. Yeah. Um, as you said, he, he does the dirty side really well. But on the ball, he's really composed. He knows he knows the game inside out. And as I said, 
for fifty thousand pound, that must be the deal of the century. Mm-hmm. The manager bringing him in, he's been he's been excellent for Rangers, as I said. I'm just glad that he's getting the plaudits that people actually appreciate what he does for Rangers. Barry, so, Barry yeah. Ferguson's outfit cost fifty grand a night. Rangers top man, isn't he? Is it top man? No. Nothing up with top man. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Cammy, before you go, nothing's won in October, but what do you think is going to happen April May time? Who's going to win? Well, obviously, I'm going to back my team and say Rangers will win the league. But I think um, it's it's critical that Rangers capitalise on the next two two league games and win them to show that to show Celtic that there is a title race on and that there is a challenge this year. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard about his midfield at the weekend. Hey, listen, I was torn. What team to pick? You know, Hadji deserved to play. Jack deserved to play. Um, but that midfield done me ever so well against Galatasaray and I thought it'd be a, a similar type of game but you know, to a man the three of them were outstanding and I thought Jack will come on and put in a real professional half an hour as well so I'm delighted with my midfield and you know, hopefully in 10, 10 days, 12 days time we've got someone to add to that as well in Zungu who will be more ready then Real competition for places and there you've got six midfielders vying for three positions that's what you need if you want to go and challenge for titles we're going to hear from Neil Lennon after the break and Anton, a Celtic fan, is coming on as well. He's got some points to make on the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go! Tomorrow night on the programme and on the podcast, we're going to have the former Celtic in Scotland star and Sky Sports, Davy Proven, alongside Stephen Cragen, who joins us on a Tuesday night, former Northern Ireland international and Motherwell star as well. And Ali and Rob will be Aberdeen against Hamilton Ackies. That's on tomorrow evening. At the weekend, well, you know the score at uh, the east end of Glasgow. Rangers winning by two goals to nil. Now on 29 points after 11 games. Celtic on 25 points after 10. Hibs on 21 points after 11. Aberdeen on 19 points after nine games. Yes, St Mirren and Motherwell was off because of the COVID problem at St Mirren. Hamilton Ackies three, St Johnson five. Ackies were three down, but uh, St Johnson scoring five and winning. Livingston won Kilmarnock three. Ironic that Killy wanted the game called off because of COVID problems, but uh, I'm sure they're glad they went ahead now. Kilmarnock winning 3-1. And Dundee United nil, Aberdeen nil. A wee bit of an irony there, Rob, at uh, Kilmarnock winning at Livy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pleased for Alex Dyer as well, who's uh, a pretty strong dude, isn't he? And he, he exudes calm, doesn't he? Even in the midst of, of panic. And they're now putting together a decent run of results, Colmarnock. And it's sometimes it's, uh, it's a bit, I mean, it's maybe increasingly in the course of the season, it's going to be dealing with COVID. Beating COVID um, is going to be a big factor in how well your season goes. Uh, you didn't get any, you didn't get taught this on the coaching licenses, did you? How to deal with, no. with the COVID. I mean, it's a tough time to be a manager. Mm-hmm. You're losing main players, you're still under pressure for fans for your job they didn't realise how tough it is you know you're trying to keep regulations with the, the safety and you're trying to pick a team uh, uh, who would be a manager ask Fergie like, he must be struggling no, I, no I, I'm fine I touch wood we've not had anybody uh, get the, the virus but I, I liked Rob's word mm-hmm. Alex Dyer big dude big dude big dude let's get him on the show yep we will do um Good win for you at the weekend for Kelty Hearts, Barry. A win anyway against yeah, uh, Civil Service Rollers. Yeah. It's always important coming off the back of a, a difficult game away to Dundee United in the, the bet, Fred. The main thing, look, it wasn't a great game. We, we never performed at the levels we should, but at the end of the day, it's all about getting three He's points. He's happy, is he? Uh, no. Say, what about you? <laughs> you, you lost oh, the weekend. Day, you, you've been honestly. on a roll, so what happened? You, you lost it. How's Airdrie? that hamstring? Yeah. Wait till you hear this. So we yeah. got to Airdrie, right? We yeah. had to get changed outside. It was freezing. In the stand, outside... Joke. 
They've got uh, fantastic facilities there. I know there's boxes up there, but we got chucked in the, the stand across for the main stand. Somebody should be listening to this. Uh, they yeah. should be. It's actually time to Sorry for button in, but I think it's yeah. ridiculous. So well, ridiculous. It's not on. So wait a minute. So Airdrie, the stadium, right. So we, open, get... open stand, we had to get changed. Yeah. Went out on the pitch, which is obviously Astro. It's not my favourite surface, if I'm honest. 30 minutes in, sprinting to, well, sprinting, I said jogging, <laughs> to, to get back, and I pulled my hamstring. Mm. Wait, what? after that, we get beat. And then I drive my car home, burst tyre, Neisterhus. No. Oh, what a day, yeah, honestly. What, yeah. Why the size of yeah. Airdrie Stadium? And they've got executive boxes here. Yeah. Yep. Why can't they allow Peterhead to use maybe two or three players in each executive Absolutely. box? Absolutely. I don't get it. No. I don't think it's right. I think it's something that the SFA or the SPFL, whoever, needs to have a serious look at. Well, they'll need to engage with government now and move forward for football because we've been left behind. Aberdeen are saying, can we get a thousand people in for the match against Celtic? The authorities say no. I'm sure there's some good reasons, oh. but football's really being held back. And for players, you, you can't. Your players couldn't get a shower, could they? No, the no, weekend. Yeah. No, we we can get Barry, a shower. Um, even this, at Dundee United, um, the, right. the porter cabin was actually outside, outside the pitch, right. outside the pitch, outside the stadium, um, and it was freezing. At Tannadice. Yep. So I just says to the boys, listen. Yeah. Get your tracksuits on, your jackets on, get in the car and get down the road. But they need to really sort something oh, out. Yeah. I've had a blocked nose for about six months, six mm-hmm. weeks, yeah. Yeah. playing these games and travelling back. It's crazy. Honestly, do you not normally speak like that? No, <laughs> no. this isn't my voice, honestly. No. <laughs> Let's, they should get it sorted out because it's uh, people out playing football and not being treated properly. The winter is coming. Uh, this is mad. This is absolute yeah. madness. They yeah. need to sort out and treat I, players properly. I was properly. shocked when he, he, he told me. Yeah, because you've got the protocols there, social distances where mm-hmm. you can, you're in bubbles. I know it's tough and it's uh, who would like to be in charge of the country? No, but they need to help with football now. There has to be. A lot of that common yeah. sense would be good, wouldn't it? It, it would. I mean, exactly. you know, I mean, a degree in, in how to deal with COVID sure. would, would be excellent. And as you're saying, Si, you know, most people in football management need something like that at the moment. But actually common sense. I mean, Inverness were at Tynecastle recently. And the, the chain, they, they'd four different dressing rooms at Tyne Castle, and still Inverness couldn't find somewhere to ch- get changed in that game. You know, it, that's that's surely just common sense. But you okay. look at the players; they, yeah. they go and play ninety minutes. They're sweating, and they come off, and he's got to go into a stand. Size team, I've got to go into a stand, but it's still cold outside. Put their tracksuits on. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. they, that's where you get. Illnesses. Barry Ferguson, you're Old absolutely slurs. right. You're right. Who, who, who Let's who go back on. So we'll come back to that later. We'll get so many calls coming in, Si. We're going to Anton now, who's on the line, a Celtic fan. Anton, good evening. Hi, how's it going? Hi, Anton. Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. So, what do you want to say after the performance on Saturday? You're a Celtic fan. Yeah, I, I, Rangers, but I'm Celtic. Um, they were tactically better. They, to a player, they were much better as well. I just can't see Celtic losing the league to Rangers. I just think they've done it so many times over the past few seasons that Rangers will fall apart when it when the going will start when the going starts to get tougher. But what will Celtic do differently to maintain pressure on Rangers? I hear you saying you think Rangers will uh, do what they did last season. But what about Celtic? There'd be no guarantee that they would be any better. Well, obviously, I doubt I'll go to the the players that were missing. But yeah. you had. Well, six players who would have been a, been a part of the squad or been involved. You also had the likes of Griffiths, who isn't fit, a Yeti, who isn't fit, Rogic, who isn't fit. If these guys are all fit and playing, it's a different prospect altogether. Yeah, I think the thing that Celtic can hold on to is that they know if they can get their their best eleven on the pitch and playing every week, Celtic can go on a run for now at the end of the season. You know, there's still three old firm games to play. Celtic could win them. If, if the team plays to its potential we've seen it last year after January they really kicked on they have got it in them to go and win games of football 
the one thing you need to be aware of is if I think Rangers have got better I know the caller says that Rangers blew it last time I think a lot was done to the size of the squad they had last year I said it I thought they ran out of steam after January due to the amount of the games that players had to play I think they've got a better squad this year uh, so Celtic need to up their game massively if Rangers continue to play the way they've played Celtic have got a, a real fight on their hands this although, year. although part of winning a title is handling missing players isn't it it's dealing with problems there's going to be injuries there's going to be suspensions in the course of the season now there are going to be uh, people missing because of the, the virus that, yep. that's just that's the reality yep. that, that's why you've got a big squad um, but listen what, what Anton says time will tell it's but again I'll keep going back to it it's only three points that, that's the way that I would approach it it's 11 games and you've got to be wary of the fact that Celtic have been champions the last nine years Celtic have got that kind of mentality about them so now it's about Rangers refocusing and don't get carried away with yourself because you've just beat your closest rivals and is that what you thought Barry that when you sat down watched the match delayed because you'd had the Kelty mm. game beforehand when you watched it after you'd watched the whole 90 minutes was that your thought yep. that's just three points or was your thought this could be a massive moment in the season yeah listen it is going to cross your mind that it could be a massive season but you've got to be respectful Rob I- I'm big into that at the end of the day it's so early listen if there was only four or five games left then there's a different mindset but we're only 11 games in um, Rangers, yep They did overrun Celtic Yep, they were the better team Tactically And for a man I thought they were They're excellent as I said But it's still early Rangers need to go and refocus And make sure The biggest one's next Sunday I know they've got the game Against Standard Liège on Thursday But it's the next game It's the next league game It's the important one You don't want any hangovers You don't want them to Getting carried away with yourself And vice versa for Celtic They'll need to come out Fighting now against AC Milan on Thursday and they've got a tough you know I mean we all know what it's like to go out to Pitodre. Yeah. So yeah. they've got a tough one. So it'll be good to see next Sunday how both teams react to both ends of the results. I don't think Neil Lennon will be too worried. You know, I think if he'd played his full strength team and they'd played like that, he'd be worried. But when you think of the players that he's got to come back, I think a lot of the three five two and the way he wants to play it relies on having two strikers up front. So you is know, that, two is that, top strikers. So is that a way of explaining it away, Si? Is that a way of dealing with the defeat? You yeah. say, well, you know, we'd maybe four or five guys that would have started had they been available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. He'll be using that 100%. And as I said, Neil Lennon knows if you can get that team playing the way they did last season after January with Griffiths and Edward up front, they've got a right good, still got a right good chance of winning the league. But, but, also, he'll, yep. but also, Lennon, another fact, will be looking and thinking, if I do lose these throughout the season, which there is a chance with coronavirus, yeah. which there is a chance with suspension and injury, can these guys come in and replace Edwards and Griffiths and Christie's? That that will be a doubt in his mind. Mm. And yeah. so, on how badly are you wanting to see Edward back to the player he was last season? Oh, hundred percent. He definitely makes a difference. But this might be a bit debatable. But for me, I miss Griffiths more than I miss anybody else. <laughs> yeah. He's a Celtic fan. Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny, everyone in the studio, Barry Ferguson's saying the same. Yeah, again, when that team sheet came in, if I'm in there at half past 11 and the Celtic team sheet comes in at 11 o'clock, sorry should I say, and Lee Griffiths isn't on it, well, I'm a happy man. I, I know how dangerous he can be. If you ask any, anybody that's played against Lee Griffiths, a fit Lee Griffiths is, for me, the best striker in Scotland. So why is he not fit? I think he is I think if you'd asked Lee Griffiths are you fit enough to play on Saturday he would have said yeah So why didn't he play? Well again it's this protocol that now clubs have and sports scientists says you need to play a certain amount of minutes and you need to 
Train a certain amount of days Which for which blows my mind When, do, when, it's, when it's, did it's he a come on? Season, isn't it? When did he come on, Si? Do you know uh, what, Robbie? Yeah. came on the exact same time As Patrick Clamalla Against yeah. St Johnston Oh, so Saturday you're talking uh-huh. 66 minutes 66 yeah. minutes yeah. Along yeah. with Rogic could, yeah. could, could that have been An earlier shout? Oh, you could uh, Half time? If you've played 20 minutes Against St Johnston As we've said You've had two weeks training You can play 60 minutes Come on, he's a professional football player They've got the they've got the top sports scientists in there. Surely they've got a, a plan in place for two weeks that can get Lee Griffiths fit enough to start a Celtic and Rangers I, game. I'm sure the Celtic fans will be interested to see why why is he not playing. That St Johnson game was two weeks ago, and he's he clearly come on for that 14 minutes and changed the game for Celtic. Let's be honest. Yeah, and, he, and he, on he Saturday, was a and on Saturday you need him. Yep, he's had two weeks training, so I think the guy that you need to ask is is Neil Lennon. I see what's going on there because for me, even a 70 percent. Whatever you want to call it, eighty percent fit Lee Griffiths is a real danger. You, you even seen see with El Yunusi's chance. Golton doesn't like balls over the top of him. Mm. You know he struggles with balls over the top. I mean El Yunusi on a sixteen million pound player has got never mind hit the target. He's got to score now. Mm. I mean Lee Griffiths up against one player that Connor Golton and Hellander would not have wanted to play against on, on Saturday would have been Lee Griffiths. Edward okay he drops deep I think Hellander and Golton like that I think people they like having the game in front of them one yeah. thing they will not have liked would have been Griffiths running the yeah. channels I agree with you he's always on the move he's always he lays it I mean I don't know how many times you spoke about this on the show we were talking about when Ayeti came the first thing that jumped out at me about him was when he lays it off his first thoughts to get in the box mm. Lee Griffiths one of his biggest attributes is his movement yeah. his movement's unbelievable and that would have been a real danger to, to Golston and Holanda but it kind of suited them you know what Klamala's going to do and you know Elanusi's not going to run in behind you he did get in behind Golston for that lob um, which I think he should have done better I'd have just put my foot through it yeah. if I was him but I, I find it strange why Lee Griffiths still two weeks after the St Johnson game isn't available to start for Celtic alright more to talk about this thanks Anton for that call on the Go Radio Football Show coming next the Go Radio Football Show let's go so four points in it at the top of the table it's Rangers who came to the East End and left with the points on Saturday lunchtime quite a start to the weekend for you Barry Ferguson yeah we, we had a game and I, I made a point of not watching the game um, I'd said to the, the boys as well because we've got a mixed group there's um, half of them are Celtic fans and half are Rangers fans and I asked them politely listen we've got to concentrate on our game tonight you can go back and, and watch it and hopefully some of them are happy and some will be unhappy and I'd done the same thing I didn't know the result after our game had uh, finished at quarter to five that's wow that's amazing Sorry. Yeah, that's strange we done the exact same thing with the boys mm. but it was a strange amount of boys that needed a toilet I don't know what they were doing they were on the toilet listening to the game <laughs> quite lengthy toilet breaks as well yeah. <laughs> what about the tackle uh, Jordan Pickford uh, oh, Rob we oh. want to talk about that it's on the screen at the moment yeah, yeah absolutely on Van Dyke. he's well, out all season I know yeah. I mean we complain about some refereeing in, in Scottish football but how that one got through the net goodness only knows and, and the reason they can't take retrospective action against Jordan Pickford the England goalkeeper playing for Everton of course against Liverpool at the weekend is because the officials saw it at the time and they thought that was okay the fact he went straight through Virgil van Dijk and he's heading for surgery I mean these guys sitting down the VAR is it the VAR or the bar they're sitting at because I think they're drinking when they're watching <laughs> I it right. I mean how you can't yeah. see that that's a red card it's an ab- and he's out for a year now it is yeah. absolutely well, what, a, what a mess yeah. he's going to be Isn't for it? Love yeah. it. Uh, could look, change it you, you know, going about, you're yeah. going about their, their front three they're, they're unbelievable players but van Dijk is by far the best player centre half in the world there's no doubt in my mind about that and they're going to miss him I'm going to miss looking at his big gorgeous face as well. <laughs> but he just he <laughs> never sweats during the game yep. no, no. Cammy's right. on the line a Rangers fan has called the Go Radio Football Show Cammy, good evening 
Evening, how are we doing? Thanks hey. for having me on. It's a pleasure to be on. Oh, yeah, what good a to hear you. He's happy. He's happy. Um, to be honest, I, I was just I was thinking about the old fun game at the weekend, and I honestly think that the Rangers domination that probably happened this weekend has only been a one-off. I've heard loads mm-hmm. of folks saying that Rangers wanted it more mm-hmm. and things like that. I don't think that happens. I mean, you guys will know having played. You didn't go to a game and didn't want to win. I think it's made to do with Rangers recruitment and the amount of levels they've moved on under Steven Gerrard compared with Celtic who haven't really moved on or if anyone have maybe moved back in the last couple of years. It was just to find out if you think that that's maybe something that's quite similar across is that an opinion that's shared to be honest. I think both have been quite hit and miss. You know, you think of oh, the Rangers good ones, Barisic's been good but then you've got Gresda who came from the same the same uh, place. Uh, Hollander's done alright. Um, but then Celtic have had Frimpong they've signed Edward they've signed Ajete both have put, both have p- signed good players and both have made mistakes there's no doubt about that I mean, you think of Celtic with Clamalla and Sorrow for me signing guys for 2 and 3 million quid when you've got a youth system there just you, does not make sense to me you're never going to get your recruitment 100% spot on there's always going to be one or two players that are not going to fit the bill when they, they come into the, the squad but I do think the manager's recruitment Steven Gerrard's recruitment he done it early this season I know Zunga signed in the, the last couple of minutes of the, the transfer window but I liked the business that Gerard done he done it early he made sure he got them in they they done the full pre-season which I think is really important so you'll back me up on that it's important that you get in you get to know your teammates you get to know the uh, surroundings you get to know the demands and the expectations of the club so I think Gerard's Recruitment has been pretty decent. Yeah, I thought and, and, on paper so, was good this summer, though, Rob. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But but I think when you when you talk about Stephen Gerrard, I mean, you, you're talking. I mean, Scott Arfield was his first signing mm-hmm. two and a half years ago. So so he's been putting pieces in the jigsaw for quite some considerable it's time. Been a long term project. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems very well planned out. I think some of obviously Gerrard's misses seem to have been more players to try and give a bit more depth. I feel like everything he's got to try and move the squad on levels has seemed to happen quite well. Whereas I feel like a lot of Celtic signings, even when they have been gone, obviously for some of the replacement, take Greg Taylor and stuff like that as an example, hasn't really worked. I wouldn't like to write off players like Laxal and players like Barcaster or just come into the place. I mean, they could turn out to be very good, but I just feel like Gerard, every time he's tried to move the squad on levels, it's worked. And I think that this has been a long-term project to close the gap and it's finally sweeping its rewards now. The big test is going to be, Cammy, can, can Rangers sustain it this season? Absolutely. Um, obviously, that's been the worry last year. I think Rangers have got a lot more depth. When you look at the squad at the weekend, they could have probably named the whole second team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. And no, no being obviously as good a quality, but definitely done a job. Mm-hmm. I think if Gerard can keep keep his team ticking over, keep rotating it well, I don't see any reason why Rangers can't be a lot closer. If not, on top of the league come the end of the season I, this year. Cammy, I've got to agree with you. I think the, now there's players that can that are on the Rangers bench are known as starting the living can come in now and play and do a job I think as before the squad wasn't as strong but now I'm I certainly I mean that I tend to look at the midfield area you've got six players now in that midfield area and you could pick any of that six to play in the three positions yeah. well I, I was just looking at the I mean what happened on Saturday off the bench came Arebo who's, who's now back Ryan Jack, who'd been so good for Scotland, he came off the bench. Eaton came off the bench. Roof isn't around at the moment. The guys on the bench who didn't feature, Bassey, who's looked really good at times, replacing Barisic. Hadji didn't play. Jordan Jones didn't play. Balogun didn't play. Jermaine Defoe didn't play. That's the squad. Yep, and you've got Zunga, the, the yep. new boy that's just signed. 
Um, so the guys that you've just mentioned, Rob, I think could come in and play in the Rangers first team, and there wouldn't be much of a difference. And that's the difference. Sure? That's the difference now that the manager's got. He's got now competition for places, and Sai will tell you the biggest thing in football. You need that. You need them to be on, on the point in training. Because when you're training, you need to make sure you're training well. If you're not training well, you ain't going to play on a Saturday. So there's real competition for places, and I think that's something that Rangers have not had the first couple of years under the manager. I think it takes a while for people to settle in, though. You know, I don't think the Rangers signings this summer have came in and made an instant impact. But mm. again, what Barry said is it's made the competition for places a lot harder, and people know they now need to be on their game, otherwise a roof is there to come in and replace you. And the manager's been given I mean, the time. It's a project now. Team. Yeah, yeah. Final thought there, Gammy. Surely in a top team, I'd I guess that every player must be coming into training obsessed. We try to move that player that's in front of them out the way. Or being obsessed with what and somebody in. I don't think Rangers have really heard that before where every player's looking over their shoulder at somebody else and I think they've finally got that now. Yeah, when they're on the pitch now, they're looking at the side, whether it be on the bench or in the stand, if they're not going to perform, they're going to about the team the following week. That's what you need. That's the best thing to have as a player. You need competition. You need to make sure you're on your metal every single game. Yeah. Cammy, thanks very much for calling the Go Radio phone in. Greg is on the line now from Cumbernauld, a Celtic fan. Greg, good evening. All right, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad, not bad. So, what what do you want to say about uh, the match at the weekend? Um, I'm just want to see what the guys think about how critical Celtic fans are, are being on Lennon and, and Kennedy. Surely they need to now look at the players and say, how many chances are some of them going to get? I mean, we had a few out injured, which slip guys like in Cham, who people, if you see on social media, are dying from the start. How many chances are you going to give guys like that? The same way, way he's got Turnbull on the bench. Why have you brought him in if you're just going to play the same faces all the time? If He's called him out after the, the Champions League game saying, if you don't want to be here, don't. Well, now we need to look at the players and say, who is wanting to be here and who isn't? So you're frustrated with the players? Yeah, I'm more frustrated with the players. I don't think some of them are, are trying that hard and I think Lennon's taken maybe the hit than what it should be. I think they've got to look at guys like Ayer and Cham, especially, you know, I don't think that they've got a bit between their teeth. Yeah, I agree. I think, as I said, when Neil Lennon can get his strongest eleven, the way he want, they're good at the way he wants to play. In terms of three-five-two, where you're Christie, Callum McGregor, Brown, and Edward and Griffiths up front. I think because they want to play direct, when they play that three-five-two, it suits this type of players. When you then bring in Cham into that sort of system, I don't think it suits them. And I, I, I looks for the outside that if if the team aren't playing at his strengths. He's no one to do the dirty side. And if you're going to be a Neil Lennon player, you need to be able to do that. I think he needs to sit down right now and pick 15 players that he trusts that can play in his system how he wants to play and stick with them. People's feelings and personalities go out the window now. As I say, it's a one-off season. Neil Lennon needs to sit down. Who can I trust? Who can play in my system the way I want to play it and stick with it? I think he'll do that. I think he's yeah, going so to be ruthless now. He's I got think, to be in it. Because it isn't working. Yep, after that performance on Saturday, I think... He'll be thinking to himself, which I say is, who can I rely on? Who can I trust? He's going to have everybody back, and I think the ones that are not performing, and they've had the chance, they've had the chance to go and show that they can show if they can, sorry, get in that starting 11. Um, so he'll be angry, disappointed, and that's what I, I keep going back to the Rangers. Don't get carried away. They're going to be wounded. 
they're going to come back fighting. That's what they've got to be wary of. And one thing we know about Neil Lennon is that nobody would have hated what happened on Saturday lunchtime more than him. Um, you know, I've never, I've never come across anyone that hates losing as much as him. We know that, but there are question marks maybe about some of his players and how much losing hurt them. Rob, that will kill him. And the reason that he's not came out and said it is because he can't now. Because you lose the players when you do it. I think he's learned, you know, for the Ferns Varus game. If you come out and slaughter these players, it'll not work. That's a problem with football. I know. Now. I, I totally you, agree. You can't come out and criticise guys that have a bad performance. Now, if a manager's coming out and criticising me, the next thing I'm going to do is go and prove him wrong. Yeah. Too many go and shy away from the, the fact that the manager's come out and been honest. You hear Neil Lennon in an interview after the, the game on Saturday. He's honest and frank. Mm-hmm. About the the goals that they let in, it's not good enough. They weren't, they were off the pace. I think now you'll see a different Neil Lennon. He'll come, he'll come out fighting, and Rangers will know that. And, I think, and, and then yeah. it comes back to recruitment, doesn't yeah. it? Because it comes down to recruiting, yeah. not just players of of ability and skill who are going to slot into your system, but they have to have the right sort of mental makeup as well. They have to be tough and strong to be able to cope with games like those. Definitely, Rob. I think when you look at Neil Lennon's recruitment, you know Duffy's a Neil Lennon player, Turnbull's a Neil Lennon player, and Ayete's a Neil Lennon player. I think when he gets the players that he likes on the pitch to play a Neil Lennon style of football, I think it's when other ones come in, you're, you're in Chams, you're Ellie, you know, see, it goes back to me to a Brendan Rodgers style. Uh, this slow passing build up. And that, and, and that is not Neil Lennon. I don't think he knows how to coach it. I don't think he likes it. But because of the players that he's got on the pitch, he has to put and up And he changed it. it when he arrived, didn't he? Right yeah, he did, beginning. right away. Yeah. He, he needs must, to go back to that. He needs yeah. to again, as we said, he needs to be ruthless. Get the player yeah. on the pitch. He that must be. He, likes. he must be frustrated with a guy like Ellen He's a sixteen million pound player. That, that, that must be. That must really frustrate him at the side of the pitch. I, I've not seen much of him. Listen, there's no doubt that he's got good ability, but you need more for a guy like that. Greg, yeah. what do you feel on that? What about Ellen for example? Uh, I think he's obviously a good player. And he has. He scored big goals for us, but. I think he, he's not a, he's, he can't play that striker role unless mm-hmm. maybe Edward Zera Griffiths is there. For me, Clamatala, he, he's not enough game time to go and start the old for him. I would rather he just went with Griffiths, even if it's for 60 minutes, get him on the park, then put Clamatala on. You can't ask him to. What is El Yunus's position? I think he's a wide player. But but I, I, don't think, I, I feel for him, I don't think he's through the middle. I, I will give um, Greg a. I don't think he's a centre forward. He's better in the. Either coming off the left or the right. Um, but maybe what's significant is that we're actually asking that question. Uh, yeah. Yep. But when he's played wide for me, he's not done it. You know, I've seen him play wide for Celtic, and again, you think of somebody like James Forrest, El Yunusi, nowhere near James Forrest in terms of numbers and assists, even shots at goal. You know, as I say, Forrest and Christie are the two guys that get they get criticised. If Ryan, if Ryan Christie and James Forrest had been on that pitch Saturday, Celtic would have made a lot more chances. Mm-hmm. They would have a lot more shots and goal than what. El I, I know a few, did. a few, my mates who are. Um, Celtic fans they're frustrated about Turnbull they they would have yeah. liked to have seen him get a shot I, I like him I think he's got a big future in the game surprising again that he didn't get yeah. the chance because Cham's probably yeah. one of the players that maybe doesn't want he, he maybe wants to go elsewhere so there is frustrations but look I'm sure this week he'll be he'll be going right through the players I wonder why he started in Cham because he's, the last game against St Johnston for me Ali McCann who's a young kid got the better of him at Perth the week before that David Turnbull came on at Celtic Park and made a massive difference to the team and I just thought it would be a no-brainer that David Turnbull would start he has a good player for... button, Jim. but wait, how, how often Barry yeah, how often is he a listen, good player when you're at a club that's it. you've got to perform Greg what do you take from out. it then a Celtic fan Greg what, where, where do you find hope in all of this um, no, I, I still believe that 
come come May, we'll, we'll be right up there. I, I don't think, like, I've heard a couple of people on Twitter saying, can Lennon turn it around? If you win that game in hand, you're, you're a point behind after, what, yep. 10, 11 games. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't panic just yet. Mm-hmm. But I think after calling the players out, he never named them in, in the European No, that's league. a good point, he didn't, yeah. He's still playing guys like in Cham and Ayer, who I think it was aimed at, you know. And Would you let them go in the January window game? then? Would, if, if they don't improve... January window's only a couple of months away. Well, I would, I because you've got Turnbull there, yep. who is going to be more attacking. If, if, if in terms not in the game, he's no interested in changing it and, and going deeper or, or moving forward to get the ball. He just wants to zing passes about. Turnbull's going to give you a wee bit more energy. And if, if we've no got Edward there, then Griffiths and with Turnbull in behind him, I think we're a lot better going forward. Greg, so no panic, but lots of questions. And one of the questions, and I asked it to another Celtic fan, Michael from Greenock, earlier on. What about the goalkeeper, Barkas, at the first goal? Um, and he, well, Michael from Greenock reckoned reckon his wife would have saved it, the header from Connor <laughs> Goldson, uh, to be honest. But, I mean, Fraser Forster was always going to be big gloves to fill, but what do you, what do you think about uh, Vasilis Barkas? Uh, I, think, I think he probably should have saved the, the first one, but. I think he needs a bit of time as well. I think that's another issue. Celtic and Rangers, they they just don't get enough time to adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, Fraser Foster was always was always going to be the better keeper, but you need to give him a wee bit of a chance to to get used to playing with Celtic and and hopefully he does get better throughout the season. All right, thanks very much for your call, Greg. So many calls coming in. We'll speak to you again in the future. Uh, what did uh, Neil Lennon take of the the players that he brought in? Two of them, Lexal and Welsh. How they played. Yeah, he did well. You know, it's difficult for him coming in, but you know, I thought his player looked strong. I thought he put some really good balls into the box. Positional sense was good. Looked comfortable in that environment. Thought Young Welsh played really well, considering you know all the talk about him before the game. I thought he handled the the game very, very well. Yeah, like Sel, I thought he done okay. You know, okay. I think yeah. um, positionally wise, I thought he was a bit all over the place at the start. He didn't know whether to go to Vernier or whether to stay with Barker. It's a hard one to come into, isn't it? It is. Uh, but again, it wasn't just him. I thought all over the pitch, Celtic were in between. He didn't know whether to press or whether to sit off. You know, I haven't seen him play. I, I was surprised again, as I said, that Celtic never went four five one and had Taylor behind them just to stop that threat for that right hand side. That's where all Rangers chances came for me. Uh, a guy making his debut I'd had Taylor behind him Welsh a young kid I'd have uh, had him centre back with Duffy maybe play Ayer at right back with Frimpong right midfield you know and get three three, three players in the middle of the pitch uh, I thought both were exposed if I'm honest Welsh and Laxell but handled it alright considering but I mean overall Celtic were disjointed yeah. weren't they and and in contrast on the other side of that Rangers Barry were like a well oiled machine weren't they I mean that, it couldn't have gone much better for Steven Gerrard yep I, I've got to agree with you I thought his tactics were were spot on in the game and when Rangers had the ball they kept the ball very well that, that's one big thing and they looked a real threat going forward um, as I said I thought Devo and especially Kamara were excellent but Arfield makes a difference in there he, he's totally different he'll go and run beyond his front three and that was causing problems for Celtic um, so no, I, I thought overall the tactics were spot on and Rangers dominated the game it was strange that he went a, a back three, you know, with a young Welsh in it, and a three. It was basically a three v three with the Rangers front three. You know, and you've yep. got a young kid in there, and uh, as I say, with Rangers movement in midfield, it ended up a four v three at times with our fields run, and I thought just Rangers just totally overwhelmed Celtic on, on that stage.
What do you think? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700. Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry and Rob McLean and some news. Barry, you're going to join us on Friday night as well because we had a great show on Friday. Oh, brilliant. Last Wednesday you were on. coming on Friday? Yeah, he's coming on Friday as well. Yeah. A week's too long to be away for Cy. I know, I do guys. miss you. I do miss you. <laughs> Ant and Dick. Yeah. If you're Ant and Dick and you two of the cheeky girls with the hot packs. Very fetching as well. <laughs> well, call's coming next. <laughs> The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. And don't forget, tomorrow night, Davy Proven will be here. Rob McLean, Ali Defoy, and Stephen Craigan with me, Paul Cooney. Looking forward to that one because the talking continues. Si, have you ever known anything like that? They're really special weekends, aren't they, Celtic Rangers? Oh, brilliant. I know they might not go your way, but as a spectacle, you can't beat it. As Barry said, I've said. Everyone, even when you're involved involved in football, you're constantly at your phone checking the score, checking who's coming on. So great weekend, uh, and Rangers thoroughly, thoroughly deserve winners. Did, did you check yeah. your phone before the game? Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> he's immediate mobile, Barry. He has to be on top. Oh, of he's it, everywhere. Yeah. The, the guy's a legend, doesn't he? He's on. The, he's on the podcast tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, on the podcast, right? Open goal yep, podcast go on, with Barry Ferguson. Got a nice tracksuit. Yeah. Yeah, got my wee tracky. That's the sort oh. of that's how I treat my treat my guests. You know what I mean, Paul? <laughs> if you can come on, I'll get you a pair of jeans, a wee pair of, of boot cut. <laughs> and Rob, well, what do you want? I'll get you what a vest, a vest or something. Ah, that's oh, good. Well, a string vest. <laughs> Rob C. Rob C. McLean. Ah, exactly. Well, Let's take yeah. another call. Nicky is on uh, a Motherwell. He's on from Motherwell, a Celtic fan. Nicky, good evening. All right, that's what's happening. Uh, Nicky, yeah, not a lot. Quiet weekend, wasn't it? I've had better weekends to be honest but right. that is what it is yeah. um, no really just it's about the Lennon um, I think Lennon's getting he's getting off um, a bit lightly here um, I think as Celtic fans or as a Celtic fan I've seen this coming um, I think the last maybe three derby games obviously cup final we won that one but we were rotten um, Rangers came to Celtic Park beat us there quite convincingly and then they've came and beat us again um, I think I think Lennon needs to get called out here um, on his tactics um, I think he's, he has, he's getting off lately So many people missing though would you give him uh, some credence for that Nicky? Uh, no not really no. to be honest with you um, I think see, even if, if you let Edward's playing you're getting, you're, there's no service come up there there's, I think they just they won't wash you've got Shane Buffy shelling balls for you know the back line. It's I just don't think I just don't think the players are get, getting the the kind of direction or getting the the, the kind of you know what they should be or or, or for the manager. We've all um, seen this. Yeah. On you go. See, you look at it. See, for the last maybe three three or four games, their main attacking threat has been a right wing back, Jeremy Fine Paul. What age is he? Like eighteen or nineteen years yeah. old. Yeah. So I mean, it was, it, easily nullified that. On, on on Saturday and and when had no no response, it's it's it's, no, it's really not good enough and it's quite concerning actually. Who wants to take this one first? Yeah, I think tactics again. I think people make too much of tactics now. You know, if you think your Rangers ta- Rangers play the same way every week. You know, it's not like they change their tactics every week. Yeah. We know how they're going to play. Brendan Rodgers, not like he was a tactical genius. They played a four two three one every week, but what 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 they were doing better was the players were playing better. You know, Neil Lennon for January to the summer in a 3-5-2 they were outstanding Celtic it comes down to players please believe me and I understand I, honestly, I see it see if Brendan Rodgers is the gaffer on Saturday I think he's losing that game well he was Rangers dominated Celtic uh, under Brendan Rodgers as well didn't they yeah, well, the one game when he played McGregor left back, won it yeah but yeah. I don't think he ever had a game where he had six his first team players out as well so it's hard to judge on that no I, I, I get that I do, but 
it's just incredibly frustrating. I mean, yeah, that's been a manager for ten minutes, really. Yeah. He? But the thing is, with me, Belen is, I think he needs a, a settled eleven. I think Neil Lennon's a better manager when he's got. A, I think he'll tell you he's not a great tactician, but I don't think Stephen Gerrard does. Stephen Gerrard, for people that I speak to as a man-manager, Michael Beale takes all the coaching. I think it's similar at Celtic. Neil Lennon's a man-manager, John Kennedy takes the coaching. Neil Lennon mm. needs to get his best 11 on the pitch. We've seen in the past, when he does that and when he has that, his team can play good football, the way that he I, wants to play it. You guys will know more about this, Shai and Barry. You're talking about tacticians. Tacticians and coaches, are different. Would they agree on that? So I think Rangers look a much better better coach side than us as well though than Celtic as well you know I, I, Nicky I, I understand where you're coming from look if you're watching the game when I came back and watched the game after my game on Saturday night it did look that Rangers were tactically the better outfit there's no doubt about that but also you've got to remember the fact is he's missing a number of players Neil Lennon they're big players for him these guys um, I, I think Neil Lennon comes under a lot of criticism which no needed at times look he's, when he first came back when Brendan Rodgers left there was all moans and groans he went and delivered mm. he delivered again last season and this season I think he, I think he's the type of guy that deserves a bit of time can I, can I, I, say, can I say something see when Rangers were losing games at the end of last season is that because Stephen Gerrard was poor at tactics or is it because the players weren't playing well <laughs> again that's a great point so you know what I mean but um, no but again, so if you're coming up against Stephen Gerrard who was losing at Hamilton at the back end of last season, you should be able to set up a team that can beat him at home on Saturday. Is that no? I'd agree with you. I, I was surprised that he went with the the formation that he went. I really was. As I said, I thought he would have went a four five two five four five one. Sorry, and been harder to beat. So, so how much of that was dictated to Neil Lennon? What he did tactically and shape wise. How much was that dictated by the key players that he was missing? Yeah. Again, Rob, as I say, Neil Lennon, having played under him, his big thing is, can we get the ball into the front too quickly? And that's when Celtic didn't have that on Saturday, I was surprised that they went with a front two. Because if you're going to play the ball into Kalmala and El Yunusi, are you going to get what you usually get from Edward and Griffiths? No, you're not. And I think that's why they're less reluctant to pass the ball forward and why it ends up getting played on the back. That's why, for me, I thought it would have been better for Celtic to sit in the first 60 minutes and then with 30 minutes to go bring on Griffiths and a Yeti and then really go for it in a 3-5-2. Sometimes you come into these games and you just don't play well. Yeah, I, I've been in that situation myself a number of times when, when we've went in and we've looked all over the place and Celtic have ran over the toppies and then I've been on the other side of it where coming in and the form's not been great and Celtic have been really good and then we've went and, and dominated the game sometimes it just comes down to on the day who turns up and I thought on the day it was Rangers that turned up I know Celtic missing a lot of players I still think they had enough quality in the team but they are big players Celtic are missing and I think Rangers are mindful of that as well I think when you see the interviews with the manager and the players they're mindful that they were missing big players that can win games of football for them. Yeah, you'd be making a big mistake to read too much into one old firm game with so much football H still to be played. 100%, Rob. See, if this was four games to go, then it would be different, as I mentioned before. But we're only 11 games in. You've still got to think about Celtic having that quality missing. There's still lots of football to be played. It's only three points at the end of the day. I would like to think that Rangers are not going to get carried away with this. You look what happened last last year, the 2-1 the game at Celtic Park. Celtic and Rangers went away in their winter break. Celtic come back uh, just in a different level yep. to everybody I'm, else. I'm, and this is the thing that could happen. 
So yeah. Rangers have got to be make sure that they've got to be bang on it now. Because if they're not, Celtic have still got the quality to come back. Mm. Yeah. And the trophy cabinet at Celtic Park tells a story of a team who know how to get across the finishing line. Of course mm-hmm. it does. But can I ask, see tactics? Is it, is it tactics that Celtic lose two goals that Shane, Drupp, that Shane Duffy drops too soon? Mm. Is it tactics that Connor Goldson standing on his own with three men? Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's individual that's errors. Of course it is. That's individual errors. That's no down to tactics. Shane Duffy drops a good second before everybody else. And then it's the, the, the second reaction from uh, the, the cross ball where Rangers react first and Celtic don't. Yeah, plenty of players around the ball for that second yep. goal, weren't there? Plenty of Celtic yep. defenders in the day, vicinity. Another day that could fall anywhere else. But listen, in the games, you've got to be bang on it. You've got to, If you don't get the first ball, you need to make sure you get the second ball. And that's what Rangers done really well on Saturday. Nicky, you make some good points there. You're critical of the manager and the coaching. Um, what would you say, though? Do you think they can turn it around? There's, you know, there's four points in it, a game in hand, so it could be one point. Uh, what would you say as a Celtic fan now? Obviously, I, I hope that we do, but I'm just obviously looking ahead to the next the next derby game. I don't again come up against Rangers. I'm not sure when and knows how to how, how to beat Rangers. I, I really don't, and I think he's relying on. Rangers losing points against your Libbies or your Kellys and then capitalising on that. That's that's weird. that's how I feel right now, really, 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 really man, to be honest. What about Milan on Thursday, Europa League, how do you feel about it? Is it on your mind at all? Nah, to be honest with you, it's, 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 it's the, the most important uh, season, domestic season um, in our history. Um, you know, he's one. I seem to be in the Milan at the weekend. It will take care of itself. I'm, I'm not going to get too up, too up or too down about it. I don't think, to be honest. I think if you ask any Rangers or Celtic fan, <laughs> Europe, uh, Europe's nice. It's great, mm. but listen, they want a League One. Celtic are desperate to get ten. Rangers are stop it, uh, desperate to stop it. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. But is there a chance that you can put too much pressure on yourselves? You can get too obsessed with, with 10 in a row I think you can I think anyone you speak to in that Rangers team that were going for 10 they, they, they openly admit that they let the pressure get to them mm. You know, I interviewed guys like Richard Goff who were big players at the time and, and even they said Ali McCoy that they let the pressure get to them so of course it can be done you know you, you only have to look at Twitter after every game now it is mental this season will will be up and down um, and it's just who can handle that pressure the best I think there's still a lot of twists and turns yeah, to happen definitely. with the type of season it is the amount of games that each of the old firm are going to have obviously a lot more than the other ones because they're in Europe so it'll be interesting to see how they do approach the European games do they go and put out his strongest 11 does Neil Lennon do that does Steven Gerrard do that do they rotate the squad so it'll be interesting to see both teams on Thursday night why don't we do a football chat show Monday, Friday, five till seven? Then any oh, thoughts? Glasgow's new station, exactly. I love it. Why don't we? Say si, over the weekend, you've been seeing the social media. Did you see the ball? Was it Shane Duffy's? Um, Carly Toa. Uh, I guess when it hits Jack and Victor, <laughs> did you see that? Who did that? Oh, uh, so on the, that's uh, Robin uh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the cheeky girls. Make up your mind. Andrew, what, what would you rather? Uh, well, uh, 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 Jack and Victor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, Rangers fans on the line now. Hi, Andrew. Good evening. Hi. How you doing? Hi. Good. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, very well after the weekend. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to pick up on something that Simon said on Friday. Uh-huh. Um, oh no, Simon, that's his Sunday name, right? Okay, it's <laughs> trouble. Yeah, we'll go with Simon today. Yeah. <laughs> he noted that when he looks at the two teams in paper, Celtic have better players than Rangers, but 
I'm just wondering for that Celtic 11 on Saturday, is there any of them that you think should get in the Rangers team now? Oh, it's hard to say that now after the game. That's a great question. Yeah. Brilliant question. No, listen, see, when I look at the two squads on paper, for me, Celtic are yeah. stronger. I, I don't know if you would disagree with the squads. Yeah, right. If you look at Celtic's front three of Ajete, Griffiths, and Edward mm. over Morelos, Eton, yeah. and Roof, mm. I mean, Celtic have got three strikers that, that will guarantee you 20 goals this season. What about the fit, midfield? Yeah, midfield McGregor, Brown, and Cham, Turnbull, Chris, Roger, Christie on their day. Yeah, I would take them over Rangers midfield. Okay. But yeah, for me, the only one you can maybe make an argument for is McGregor. But at the moment, who would you drop for that Rangers midfield that McGregor would get ahead of? No, listen, um, I 100% agree. At this moment in time, Rangers midfielders are playing playing better. But I think both on on top of their game, for me, Celtic have got better players. That's my honest opinion. What we were talking about, Andrew, as well, was just the strength, the strength and depth that Rangers have at the moment. The guys that didn't actually start on on Saturday, you could you could almost put together another Rangers team at the moment, which would be pretty impressive. And I think probably you're getting you're getting that coming through at the moment. That competition is showing itself in the level of performance. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, that's what that's what Rangers haven't really had over the last couple of years. Come to the bench, and who's realistically going to come on and change a game? But you know, in saying that. It's, Bad as Celtic perhaps were in Saturday, folk shouldn't take away for Rangers how solid and professional they actually were. Mm-hmm. Um, Goldson, Hollander, very good. I think Hollander, personally, is a player that kind of goes under the radar. I, I agree with Andrew. Player, uh, Andrew, I agree yeah. with you. Sometimes when you win an old firm game, it's always how bad the losers were. And they yeah. don't look in how good Rangers were on the day. I mean, I watched the, I watched the game actually twice, Andrew. And I... I I did believe I've seen Rangers play better in terms of uh, getting the ball down and playing a lot more football but they were so commanding on the day they were so controlled yep. that's the biggest thing that, that jumped out at me um, but the biggest thing for Rangers this season when I look at their squad and we'll go back to I think we mentioned it earlier on the show there is real competition for places now I don't think the manager's had that in his first two seasons at the club so you look at yeah, that midfield, you've got six players vying for the, the middle three. You've got um, four centre-backs going for two positions. The, the only probably area of the pitch where you could probably guarantee is, is Tavon Barisic are, yeah. are going to play everywhere else, even up top with Itton, Roof. There's there's real competition. Barker, Jones, you can go on. So this season I'm looking at players, if they don't perform, there's players on the sidelines that can come in and step into the guy's shoes. But again, you'll, you yeah. talk about tactics, but individually, Rangers' defence have performed better. Golton makes less mistakes, Hollander makes less mistakes. It's the best I've seen him. Exactly, Sorry, and they're Hollander conceding less goals, well. and it's no doubt at tactics, it's down to yeah. players playing better. Form. Yeah, form. And I, I, think, I think the, the opinion so far this season, Rangers been playing well, great football, defended well. Celtic haven't been great, but they've managed to score the goals and scrape the wins when we need to. But, you know, the majority of Celtic fans until now, I think, have been of the opinion that, you know, we're still getting the results um, and that doesn't bode well for when we start playing well. But we're a quarter of the way through the season now. I think the reality is Rangers have a system that is very effective and are playing the best football in the league. So I think that doesn't actually bode well for the teams below us. So, you know, it's interesting, interesting now that Rangers are on on the kind of front foot um, and that's the challenge now to stay there yeah. also the difference that I've seen in this Rangers team they've had um, two iffy results would you say at Livingston yeah. and one at um, Hibs and it's back. a reaction yeah. that I've seen is totally different I think if that was this Rangers team 
mentally last season would have went away and felt sorry for themselves if they're, they're not playing at the top of their game and they get a they, they drop a couple of points it's a reaction after that and it's a positive reaction that's what I'm seeing Barry, I think a lot of that is down to as well. I think Steve Davis playing more this year than he did last uh, year is a big part of that. You know, last year, I think he just came up from Southampton. He was in and out. I think he had a couple of injuries. But now, that steady, calm and influence in every game, like Barry says, when you go away, maybe draw a game. Right, relax. The next game's an important one. I think Steve Davis has been absolutely massive for Rangers. In that, in I think now, now's the time we need Davis and McGregor to you know, make themselves be heard. They've been there and seen it, done it. I mean, you're, uh, you're, you're, kind of sorry, Andrew. You, I mean, you're talking about response. So the response from Celtic now is going to be absolutely crucial to what happened on Saturday, isn't it? Because they've got Milan on Thursday night, and then they're at Aberdeen on yeah, Sunday. See, see, my mindset, Rob. I, I know what kind of response if I'm in that Rangers dressing room that you're going to get for Celtic. They're not going to want to fall down and lie, or lie down whatever way you want to put it. Um, so you've got to turn your focus, your focus straight onto you again, and remain. Get the blinkers on. Think of yourself, because everybody will talk about the European game on Thursday night. I think the big ones next Sunday. It's you want to continue this run, and these games are always the ones that, if you look back in the previous season, that Rangers have have struggled with when teams have came and sat behind the ball and made it really difficult for them. So I'm looking forward to the game on Sunday because it's a big test for Rangers after a great win at uh, Celtic Park. Thanks, Barry. Thanks, Andrew. Great call. More after yeah. this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Yeah, well, there's different aspects of, of set pieces. You've got to defend your own box and be man enough to stand up. You know, they've got some big, powerful boys coming in there. So to keep a clean sheet here is a big bonus. And we know we've got the right quality and we know we'll put the ball in the right areas, then it's about that hunger and desire to go and uh, be a winner. And Conor Golson's uh, won his team three points today with two two good finishes. I'm shocked. He's shocked. Conor deserves that moment today. Oh, it's, it's it's huge, you know, uh, you don't want to play too much on that and look for excuses, but, um, you know, you get three strikers, a Jetty, Griffiths and Edward, you know, not fit enough to start the game. You know, you got Forrest out, you got Julian out, you got Beaton out, you got Elham, so we missed a lot of quality today, but we still had, you know, a good team out there and I felt we should have done better. We should have been at least level at half time and then that would have given us a foothold in the game. But when you go 2-0 down, you know, we, we just looked like we had run out of ideas and the, the subs really didn't have the impact we were looking for. A tale of two cities, Rob, wasn't it? Two yeah. sides of the city we yeah. heard from uh, Stephen Gerrard. Who would have thought Conor Goldson would be the two-goal hero for Rangers? Yeah, he's been a big player, though, for Stephen Gerrard, hasn't he? Right from day one, I think he's uh, I think he's played in every European tie for Rangers, and that's been a lot over the last uh, two and a half years. He, he's missed very few games, really. He's a bit of a steady Eddie at the back, um, and it's a real big bonus when he comes up with goals like Saturday. Yeah, I always thought last season you had a mistake in him, Goldson. Mm-hmm. But as I say, I, I think he's he's got better at that. You know, he, he's more solid as a defender. Now. I think he's more interested in defending than actually playing again I think that comes down to Davis you know when you've got Davis in there all he needs to do is pass the ball into Davis and then he concentrates on defending again for me I could not believe that he was unmarked in the box you know for me Rangers biggest threat set pieces why Shane Duffy was right up against him trying to stop him getting the the header in baffles me Uh, on set when you hear the names that Lennon mentions there you know Griffiths Edward Ejeti Forrest Christie there's there's a lot of goals at your team. So it wasn't that. It wasn't the no shots on goals that surprised me. It was the other side of the game. I thought he'd make it harder for Rangers in, in the day. In terms of goals, but, but Rob was saying there, have you noticed the managers always had centre, centre halves coming in? He's always the one centre half yeah. that he's played. So he trusts them. Yeah. And now, as Sai said, there was, there was a, an odd mistake in him. 
but I think this season he's became a real leader like the, the captain Tavernier I yeah. think he's come on again and, and shown real leadership uh, leadership qualities but I think Golson has been um, one of the players that the manager really really trusts and he mentioned the words hunger and desire that's what it looked like yeah. to me that Rangers team on Saturday and certainly with his two goals he had that desire to get in there and put his head where it hurts mm. Shall we take another call? Go yes, let's, let's go to it. Darren. As long as in a slaughter me, who is it? Well, let's see. Darren, <laughs> a Celtic fan. Hello, Darren. Good I'll evening. Me. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, <clears throat> I have to calm myself down because listening to Neil comment, Neil Lennon's comments here, have just got me wound right back up. <laughs> yeah, you watch that uh, blood pressure, Darren. Right. Uh, I'll need to. Uh, thanks very much, guys. Uh, no, uh, thanks uh, for calling uh, in. Thank you. Sorry, and Barry and that. Top yeah. quality yep. midfielder. Barry was no bad too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep Dan on the phone. Right <laughs> up until six, seven, you're on Dan. That's good. <laughs> That's no bad for you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like I was saying, there, Neil Lennon's comments were almost predictable. Um, having watched that game, I knew he'd come out and he'd he would start mentioning all the players that didn't have nothing about the hunger and the commitment, the desire that was lacking uh, for the Celtic team. Every every single man wearing a, a green and white jersey on Saturday just didn't show nothing. You know, if we Frimpong and Lax out were, were taking the throw-ins, maybe was, you know, if they had sh- uh, pockets on their shorts, they'd all be standing about their pockets, <laughs> their hands in their pockets. There was just no movement, nobody showing for the ball. It was just utterly, utterly just disheartening, really. So did nobody get past marks, Darren, for you in green and white hoops? Um, I thought the, the 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 young boy Welsh done all right, mm-hmm. um, considering he was he was flung in. Um, maybe maybe McGregor uh, lacks out, but really, I mean, th- th- there was nobody showing any di- desire or commitment. No, no, for the full ninety minutes anyway. Do you know what? I totally agree with Dan. See, mm-hmm. especially in the midfield, you know, we're seeing the slow build up of the three centre backs passing the ball each other. And that's because for me the midfielders are not moving to get on the ball. You look at Rangers midfield when the ball goes to the centre backs or the full backs. I mean they're breaking their necks to get on the ball. They're desperate to get on it. I look at the Celtic midfield and they're standing. If their direct opponent's standing a yard from them, they just they just stay. You need to move to get on the ball yourself. You've been brought in as a Celtic midfield player to affect the game on the ball. And I totally agree. You know I feel sorry for the centre backs. But Dan makes a couple of good points. When I I get in later on at night and I watch the game, the biggest thing that I noticed was after Golson scored that first goal, there was no reaction for the Celtic players, which shocked me. I mean, you've got a manager who we all know what he's like when he played and when he's been on the sidelines, but in his team, I thought I was going to get a reaction for the Celtic players, but I looked, it was Rangers that got the reaction and went on and and controlled the game where if you go down 1-0 against your, your biggest rivals, your enemy, whatever you want to call it, you need a reaction for that, and I didn't see that for that Celtic team, which surprised me. I even thought even just pump the ball along. I know that's dinosaur to sound, but go and put the ball in behind Rangers for ten minutes after the goal. Yeah. Get get mm. playing in their half. Give them something to think about. But it was just the same old thing for the full ninety minutes, which never worked. Yeah, and the shots on target start was shocking, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, none. But as I say, with the front two, it didn't surprise me. I'll be totally honest. With the lineup, the no shots on goal never surprised me. It was how easy. Rangers could play through them that, that really did I thought with the personnel that Neil Lennon had he, he would make the team harder to beat that would be my one criticism you know if you've not got the players that, that that you want to go and affect the game attacking then the one thing you need to be in these games is sound defensively and I thought I, I didn't think Celtic done either I know, I, know that Barney, I know that Barney's been saying all night long that, that Aberdeen is the big game coming up for Celtic next Sunday but 
the Milan game is really important before it, isn't it? In terms of how Celtic perform, and that because because if Celtic aren't up for it against a Milan side or four wins out of four so far at the start of the Serie A season, uh, they could be in even they could be in more trouble again Thursday night. Yeah, look, Europe is as big for for both sets of fun teams. There's no doubt about it. But I think if you ask Neil Lennon, it's the bread and butter's the league. But I get. They, they, have to, to, they have to find a performance They'll need to go and put a half decent performance in Because listen, if they don't and they get run over the toppy Confidence then starts to get even lower Well Darren, how do you feel about Thursday night in AC Milan? Well, uh, you know what Very. If you look at the last 18 months um, Lennon, Neil Lennon has, has shown That for most of the, the big games Whether it be against Rangers or in Europe right, that, he's, that, that he's just not up to he's just, For me he's tactically inept Okay, you can. Everybody will drag up the Lazio games, and fair enough. But really, they're an exception to the rule. If you look at Cluj, Fenerbahce, the the League Cup final against Rangers uh, last season, obviously we got lucky there. The 29th, you know, you, we keep we kind of keep playing like that yeah. and expecting to get results. And the start of this season, it, we've put in the same performances. It's been turgid. Really, is just you know, it's like they're playing with workies boots on. There's just nothing, and again, Thursday doesn't fill me with confidence. It surprises me though, because remember his first stint as manager, especially in Europe, he got it tactically spot on so many times. Uh, mm-hmm. When you think he got that result against Barcelona at Celtic Park, being hard to beat, and it seems he's went away for that. I agree. You know, I thought it was a no-brainer for him to change his tactics on Saturday. Side, did you hear beforehand? I know you had your match, but Neil Lennon was quoted as saying bringing in uh, Klamala and Welsh would bring in energy and effervescence. Off. Move that on to somebody else, please, Paul. I think I think <laughs> you've got to give the the young lad credit. That that's only huh? second second um, first team game. I, I I thought he done he done well, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Klamala, yeah. but again, what is it? Three million, three and a half million pound. Yeah. I've still to see. Look, I know he scored a good a, a good goal. Sorry, against St. Johnson. Um, but I've still to see. Why they paid that sort of money for him? Yeah. It's not like he's a young lad, is it? What age is he? Twenty-two. I mean, that's not young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there, were, there, were, there were players that are cu- he, there were players that were culpable for individual errors on Saturday, and he wasn't one of them. But the really experienced players who made pretty basic mistakes. But even in terms of Clamal, if you're not going to be the best on the ball, go and run after people and tackle. And I've never seen a tackle for Celtic. You know, Rangers are coming to your ground. You're the champions, and they're passing the ball around you. Somebody tackle. It's just so it was far the slowest pace I've had seen in a long time, but yeah. but you can understand yeah. that from yeah. Rangers' point of view, Barry, yeah. because they, they, they try up. to do it. They, yeah. they try to take this thing out of the game, but then I was expecting when I was watching. Obviously, I knew the result in the way home from my game, but then during that period of twenty minutes after the Rangers had scored the goal, I was expecting Celtic to come on to them yeah. and go and pressurise them, press and, them high, yeah. and make it horrible. I I didn't see that for the Celtic team. Darren, what's your solution? Uh, I honestly don't know. I mean, I was. I thought when Rogers left, I thought Lennon coming in as the right man, a wee bit fire up the yep. up the backside of the players to see us through to the end of the season. But when you or when you offer a, a naked guy having a shower a job and then admitting that you threw everybody else's CVs in a filing cabinet, you've backed yourself into a corner like the Celtic board have done. That's how we offered um, Barry Ferguson this job. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Darren. Thanks very much for your call. We're just uh, running out of time there. What a weekend it's been, Rob. Any other headlines coming in? There's something about the the league itself, oh, yeah. um, about how they're uh, going to come to decision. Hopefully, we we can see out the season. But there's some news coming yeah, in. I mean, yeah. and I suppose you look at this and you hear this and, and you guess that it would have to be happening. But but all 42 SPFL clubs will be consulted on contingency plans for another. 
another incomplete season. The governing body aiming to formulate a strategy for titles, promotions, relegations, etc. in the event of a coronavirus-related curtailment. Clubs are going to be asked a series of questions regarding their views. However, only if there is a consensus of similar opinion is it likely that a formal ballot will take place. So, I mean, that sounds doom and gloom, but it's a process that they would have to be going through, wouldn't they? Because there are so many question marks, so many uncertainties. Yeah, but we've campaigned to get football back. Let's try and keep it. Yeah, yeah. Let's try and keep I'm it here. It. I know, I know we're all going on about the fans and whatever, but I missed it. I seriously did. If we get shut down in March, it was horrible. We've, we've done well enough to get it back um, all levels now. I think that was obviously the the Championship, League One and League Two had started at the weekend yeah. there. So let, let's try and keep it. And yeah, and I'd, I'd like the SPFL to be making a stronger uh, yep, push towards getting fans into grounds I as well. Like I mean, we I mean, we, something. I mean, we had Neil Doncaster on the show last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Aberdeen have made a push. They tried to get fans in for the Celtic game ne- next Sunday. Yep. That's well, not happening. Why can they not allow a thousand fans into Pitodre? Goodness well, knows. Let's try and find out uh, in the next few days. Thanks, everyone. Sai, Barry, did we find out who leaked the Celtic team? Knows. No, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> He's on his phone. And did that matter? Did it just text as if the team for Thursday. So yeah. <laughs> I'm only joking. Listen, thanks to everyone who joined us tonight. And sorry those who didn't get through. We're back on again tomorrow night. And the guests in the studio will be Davy Proven and Stephen Craigan. So we're looking forward to that. Barry, thanks very much. You're back Wednesday and Friday too. And you too, Si. We'll see you on Friday. That's it from me. See you tomorrow at five. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go!